2: you thought you knew but you have no idea it's the urban sports scene
0: you are listening to the urban sports scene i'm wole guess what man ray jeezy and will t are out but you know i'm not alone though i'm not alone because we have a special special guest co-host uh we got we you know you've heard him before you y'all have heard us mention this individual before you know giving us giving us giving us shout outs you know re, uh, responding to you know questions that we put out there on social media. We got my man George Templeton, co-host of the Against the Spread podcast for Pro Football Network, A hey, George What's Up.
1: It is so good to be on with you tonight, Role. I've been looking forward to this all day. I'm just, I'm glad to help out the urban sports scene when I can. Uh-huh. And I just, I just look, I just can't wait to get into it. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight.
0: Yeah. First off, I want to say, you know, this day is special because this is, you know, this is the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's. Day. I do I don't like to even calling an anniversary. Kobe Bryant passed away last year on this particular day. Uh, it was, it, it was definitely a shocker to me, and we'll get, we'll talk about that and how it impacted. Both of us and many other people, basketball fans and whatnot, we'll get into it. But this day is, is Mamba Day. This is about Mamba mentality, Mamba forever, forever. Mm-hmm. So make sure you know we're we gonna keep that in spirit when we do this show. Um, George, can you tell before we get you know get into our uh, spiel? Can you tell our, uh, tell our tell our listeners about your podcast?
1: Yes, uh, Against the Spread, uh, which is the podcast I'm currently doing, and it's actually. We, we are going to have our final episode ever next Wednesday oh, wow. for the okay. Super Bowl.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And then we're, then we're unfortunately having to close down. But that, that is the podcast I've been doing for about a year now. Okay. Uh, and it's gambling in the NFL. And I had some podcasts with ProFootballNetwork.com before that. Uh, I do have a new podcast, if I can promo that real sure. quick. please. It is, it is Rams Rewind. It is, if you're a fan of the VCU Rams, Virginia Commonwealth University, that's where I went to school. I've been doing post-game breakdowns on Facebook for a Facebook fans group I've been in for over a year and somebody in there said, why don't you turn it into a podcast? And that's what we've done. So I, I basically watch the VCU game uh, to whoever they're playing and just break down what happened and kind of look inside at the box score and and, and just give my thoughts on, on the game. It's usually about 20 minutes long. It's on Podbean, it's on Apple and I think it's going to be on Google and Spotify in the next week or so. So that's that's my new podcast adventure and in fact, after this show, I will be recording a special bonus podcast, bonus episode of it tonight because unfortunately, their their game tomorrow against Massachusetts has been coveted out due to uh, issues with the Massachusetts program. I'm sorry to say.
0: Yeah, COVID's ruining all sports. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, VCU. I'm a big fan of Eric Mayer. That's actually one of my favorite. Well, I'm a, uh, that was one of my favorite college basketball players. Actually, I love this game at VCU.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, unbelie- unbelievable some of the things he did at, at school and that shot against Duke is, mm-hmm. is one I'm gonna remember
3: for the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: I mean I was he was an amazing basketball player. But uh make sure you check check out George's podcast and also make sure you check out check us out on Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. We are part of Sports Journey. You can find All kinds of sports content, especially for your DMV sports teams. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Now tune in as well and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And you can also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene. Search Urban Sports Scene sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. normally says this, but he's not here and we'll, we'll, we hope to have you back soon. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the rumors of, of the Washington football team targeting quarterback Matthew Stafford. At 8.20, we'll talk about Bradley Bill and the Washington Wizards taking on John Wall and the Houston Rockets. John Wall's on get-back. Believe me, he's on big-time get-back. At 8.35, we'll talk about Brady and Mahomes advancing to the Super Bowl. Then finally, we'll talk about the Black Mamba. Kobe Bryant. We'll talk about our Kobe Bryant memories and and what Kobe Bryant brought to the game of basketball and brought to the world of entertainment. Uh, But first, uh, it's been reported that the Detroit Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford, excuse me, the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford uh, mutually agreed that the quarterback won't be back for the Lions. Most uh, most of the Washington football team fans (laughs) believe that Matthew Stafford should be here. George, do you think so?
1: Well, I think if you if you believe, as a lot of Washington football team fans do, that all this team needs is a quarterback, then I can understand why people want Stafford. But I would just point out, look at that playoff game against Tampa and look at the performance of Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. If we had a quarterback like Matthew Stafford and we were in the playoffs and they had that kind of performance, I think we'd say, you know what, that's okay, that's decent. True. And, and I also would add that you'd expect us to win, mm-hmm. but we didn't win. And to me, that shows that was proof positive that there's a lot more that needs to be fixed than just the quarterback. Mm. And I want to point this out because because these these things are all linked. We're talking about Matthew Stafford, who next year is going to be $35 million cap hit there thereabouts. And I presume mm-hmm. if Washington trades for him. There'll be a contract extension to lower that cap hit for next year, Mm. but it's going to take us, you know, four and five years down the line. And and that's not going to be cheap. Brandon Scherf is an undrafted, undrafted, excuse me, unrestricted Mm -hmm. free agent as of now. And they're going to tag him. I think I'm 100% certain they're going to tag him to try to get a deal done
3: with him long term.
1: (laughs) And then you got Jonathan Allen entering the final year of his rookie deal next year, and you got to make a call on that. So those are this cap space is not infinite as you well know. And I, and I just, I urge people be careful. This team won the division. Yes, but they were seven and nine and they could have very easily been nine and seven. Cause they could have beat the giants both games. They didn't, yeah. they could have also been six and 10. If, if the Eagles had bothered to leave Jalen hurts in the game mm. and they decided not to. And I just want people to understand something. Five years ago, we won a division championship and we thought we had, a team that was ready to do something, and it kept Gruden around too long. It kept Cousins around too long, and mm. we reaped some pretty bitter fruit from what was an enjoyable division title at the time. And I just caution people: we're not. We, we've got a long way to go here, and a quarterback is not going to fix everything. And I don't. And I definitely don't believe that Matt Stafford can fix everything here.
0: Yeah, it just depends what you bring around them. Like I'm, I agree with you, they need more than the quarterback because if you're gonna go off with of Taylor Heineken, I totally agree with you, like the way he performed in that in that game against the, against Tampa was was he was. There are a lot of quarterbacks that couldn't have put that performance together, to be honest with you, and what he had to deal with, and they still lost that football game. Right? So I totally agree with you. I think they do need more than the quarterback, but I guess it goes to a point where it's how you how do you tackle the off season because I do believe that. I personally would get, go after Matthew Stafford, but I wouldn't go after him say and give up a ninth, the nineteenth pick. I don't think you need to do that, like because I feel like to your point, George, that if you got to give up the nineteenth pick, pick to get to get a Matthew Stafford, then you're better off, you know, maybe you know kicking the tires on Taylor Heineke or going after or you know signing a, a Cam Newton or some other quarterback that's going to be released. You know that you don't have to give up a draft pick or give up compensation, um, and, and take a shot at that because, you know, if you sign players around around that individual, the quarterback, say you get another wide receiver, say you sign one of these uh these highly touted wide receivers in free agency, you put that with uh a Heineke or with a a Matt, with a um a Cam Newton or any other free agent quarterback that's going to be out there, you would think that you know what that may be good enough to win your football games, and then you can draft. Whatever, at 19, if you want to be defense or you want to be offense, you may want to draft a wide receiver to add more weapons to the table because we saw that regardless of what this team did against, you know, what this team getting to the postseason, that they've had some, on the offensive side of football, they had issues throughout the season with, you know, wide receivers dropping footballs. If When Scary Terry was hurt, um, you saw a big difference in terms of having productivity in the passing game. So it's like, all right, if you do go quarterback – then you, you gotta do with Tampa. To me, if you go if you draft if you get Stafford, you still gotta do what like say Tampa did for Brady. Like when they got Brady, they didn't just say, okay, you're cool with, you know, it was it was enough it was enough weapons. It wasn't just, hey, Brady, we're just gonna give you Mike Evans and and Cam and Brady and O. J. Howard. Nah, we're just going we're not just gonna give you that. We're gonna give you more. So to make sure this offense does run afloat. i not
1: in my head at uh, yes at everything you said. And I wanna add this too we got a problem at offensive coordinator because I'm looking at Scott Turner mm. and I see an inflexible, rigid coach who wants his quarterbacks to play a certain way only, yes. and that's it. Mm. And I look at the quarterbacks that have done well under him, and it's been Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke, and they're not the most dynamic quarterbacks. Mm. And I just wonder if the only people Scott Turner can work with are sort of under-talented uh quarterbacks who are going to do what he wants Mm -hmm. and I just don't know if somebody like Matt Stafford who is a very talented quarterback with a Mm -hmm. very huge arm I don't know if 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 Scott Turner will mold his system to his talents because I've watched him not mold his system to Dwayne Haskins talents Mm -hmm. and then ultimately Haskins gets tossed out the door and let's be honest if we had a, a healthy Alex Smith uh, they, he wouldn't have molded his system to his talents either. You mm. wouldn't have seen the bootlegs and the dip, and getting Smith out on the edge and running and getting him out of the passing, you know, out of the pocket where he's really dangerous. So that's the other thing is like I don't know if I want to spend because I have to disagree with you. I think it's going to cost a first round pick to get Stafford. I think the market is there. Yeah. Even with all these other quarterbacks that are out there, I I absolutely think it's going to take a one to do it. Mm. And I just don't know if I want to spend that kind of capital on a guy. Knowing that I have an offensive coordinator that I'm hoping yeah. we're going to get rid of at the end of next season because I don't believe in him.
0: Yeah, the only it's crazy because the only quarterback I feel like I like Matthew Stafford, so I'm going to say that I like Matthew Stafford. I, I I would want him in D.C. I don't want him to the to the point of giving up a 19th pick overall. And you're right, the asking price may be in on the market that you have got to give up the first round pick. There's only to me we're talking mm-hmm. about giving up a first round pick for a quarterback. There's only one dude that I you know other than other than like Deshaun Watson. And you gotta give up, You have to give up a lot cause it's, cause, because he's younger, he's young, and also he's dynamic. But the only quarterback, if you want to get an aging quarterback, a guy who's, you know, in his 30s and you're willing to give up first-round picks, is Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's the only quarterback yeah. I feel like that could change. If you want to tell me a quarterback that can change change an offense and make people look good and make other wide receivers look good because he's done it for years, is Aaron Rodgers. He's the only guy that have ever mm-hmm. – in we've seen in football that has made an average – um, Made an average uh, wide receiving core look look great. He's the only one, so I don't want to. So yeah. when I look at that, so when I look at, are we talking about giving up a first round? Like we got to get Matthew Stafford. When I hear that statement, and we got to give up a one, I'm like, all right, well, if we're talking about giving up ones for a court for a, um for a quarterback. There is only there's a dude in Green Bay, and that's the only one. <laughs> if you're not talking, mm-hmm. if you're not talking yeah, to Sean no, I mean, Watson, what... yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: And, and, that's what you, and that's what you're talking about. And, and you're a fan of Matthew Stafford. I've, I've never been a big fan of his. I, I liked, I'll say this, when he had Jim Caldwell as his coach, mm. I think that's when he was at his absolute best because he wasn't making the, the ridiculous throws and the crazy gunslinger-type
3: mm-hmm.
1: type mistakes that he would make. But but to be honest, he throws a lot of interceptions in big spots. And I think I think there's, I mean, it's not all his fault because I know the Lions have been a clown show, but yeah. let's be honest. He's run through two general managers and three coaches. Yeah, that over there, and at some point, the finger of blame's got to be pointed at him.
0: Yeah, I know. This, which I agree. I, I think when you look at, like, when I, when I look at Stafford, and we're looking at Detroit, and we're looking at this situation here in D.C. All right, let's look at, let's look at his Detroit situation. Let's let's go let's go let's use that as an example in Detroit. Mm-hmm. they didn't have a running game they never gave him a running game they really were unfair to him in Detroit yeah. they gave him no running game right gave him some okay wide receivers I'm not gonna say it. like Galladay Gall- Gall- Galladay was good um you like Go- Galladay was good you get um Jones was fair so he, he's had talented dudes at the wide receiver nothing like to the point that he's had with you say we had um Calvin Johnson Calvin Johnson I feel like with that squad it you know, he did pretty well with uh, Calvin Johnson um, back then when they got to the postseason they got cheated by the Cowboys. I won't forget that game because he played, they he played his butt <laughs> off. He played his butt off and that team played their butt off and they shouldn't, they should have beat the Cowboys. um But, but he, but he's never had like a running game. He's always, they've always been so, so dependent on him. So here, and they've only been, you know, other than having Calvin Johnson, they've only been, like you said, George, uh relic nine and seven ish type of, a type of ball club. Well here this Washington football team doesn't have a power run game it's, almost, it's very similar it doesn't have a power run game they don't have everything in the in the book to make to to make him for him to be you know explosive so it's like all right he can get you nine and seven he's not even a guarantee you know and I like Matthew Stafford it's not a guarantee that he this team would be say Ten and six, ten and six, eleven and five with Matthew Stafford. They could still be good. They'll be good, but it may not be. They may not be what people think. But the only person that I, again that's going to change your offense to me from light from 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 night to day from night to day is uh again is Aaron Rodgers. And we're talking about giving up first mm-hmm. round picks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. We're talking about giving up first round picks. Like a first round pick. I'm I'm like yeah. Um, we gonna do that. Then we gotta explore talking to Aaron.
1: <laughs> without a doubt without a doubt and i just and i'll go back to this too remember we traded for alex smith and i'll remember that night i'll never forget it because at the time i was like well he's only got one year left on his contract that's that's actually not that bad and then we turned around and gave him a contract extension which you know might have been okay except for that terrible thing that happened against Justin yeah. that, that none of us really want to relive. and and you know darn well if they were to make a deal for matthew stafford it's gonna be an expensive contract extension. We're gonna be he's gonna be the quarterback here for probably the next five or six years and and, and it's gonna be at thirty million plus. Mm. So that's what people that's what people gotta think about. And they gotta think about Scherf sure, this year, Allen next year, and eventually some of the other players that they've recently drafted down the line and say to themselves, you know, can we will we be able to keep all these guys if we give this quarterback that kind of money? Especially when we're not sure he can take you there, and I this league's shown me one thing: you'd rather have no quarterback than a quarterback on franchise money that can't get you there.
0: True, very true. So on our on our Facebook page, we talked about the same question about you know about Matthew Stafford. You know, what what should Washington um, give up to get a, for Matthew Stafford? Um, my man Dane Smith said whatever it takes, and my man Ron James said the 19th pick. I'm not again. I'm like, I just can't do it. Like I just can't. I feel like in the 19th pick mm-hmm. you can get. There's so many quality or with the 19th pick. There's so many quality players that you can get in 19, Um, especially you can get a wide receiver, which this team drastically needs. Um, You can get you never know, like the kid, the, the tight end from Florida may slip. we're talking about impactful, game changing players. So that 19th, 19th pick you can bring to the table and then you can add a quarterback. Again, you can add a quarterback in the um, in free agency if you want. to so, Taylor Heineke, maybe you can still, you know, like like we we both said, you can go that route, you know, because he did show you a lot, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's, it's different. But again, if you if they got Matthew Stafford, again, I, folks, I would not complain. Um, I like I, I like Matthew Stafford, but I mean, if we're talking about the 19th pick. I, I'll, I'll I'll moan I'll moan about it for a little bit, and then I'll then I'll just go about go about my business, but. I think thinking 19, there's some players you can have that looks that, – that's going to fit this team quite nicely.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the one I'm kind of hoping for is the left tackle from Virginia Tech. Because mm. cause I just I, – I i I've been – and I'll admit it's it, I've been obsessed with it ever since Trent Williams left. Yeah, That's a hole that's got to be filled if this team's going to be a championship team is we've got to get somebody that can attempt to fill the very large shoes of, of of one of the best left tackles in the league and was one of the best left tackles that's, that's ever put on a, a Washington uniform. And, you know, that's, that, I mean, that's the point. Left tackle, linebacker, wide receiver, tight end, all of them. Right. If, you, if they take any one of those positions at 19, I'm going to be happy because they're all positions of serious need.
0: Definitely. I mean, your left tackle. I mean, hopefully, Kim, LSU is the guy that, they, you know, that they, that they can have a left tackle. They drafted him. They were quite high yeah. on him. So hopefully, but you, I'm, I'm with you. Um, if that position is a position that needs that needs to be taken care of, though, I did like the way the line played last season. You know, knowing that they didn't have Trent, I was like, oh, wow! Like you didn't have Trent, You're, they 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 surprised me. I thought it'd be much worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll give Lucas. I want to give Lucas a lot of credit. He did step up better than I thought. You know, thought that he would be. I'm, I'm glad that uh, Jeron Christian didn't. <laughs> didn't really play last season <laughs> yeah <go on. laughs> <laughs> alright John Wall versus Bill is going down right now, the Wizards are actually up 15-13, Willem Will, and, Will, and, Will I'm sorry, Wall, Wall and Bill are going at it for real we'll talk about this P, this pay-per-view kind of matchup after the break you're listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages you dig, deuces
4: the commission Uncle Paulie Big Diddy, Caesar Leo, Dejanero, yeah. Charlie Baltimore, Iceberg Slim, the Pope right. Shady, Frankie Baby. We do here. you know what beef is? Do you, you know what beef nowhere. is? Uh uh-uh. Ask yourself, uh uh-uh. Do you know uh-uh. what beef is? Come on. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Check out this bizarre uh, rapper style used by me. The VIG, I put my key, you put your key in. Money will be singing, we'll be stuffing ceiling. Check it, check it. My calico bin cop. Uh-huh. This rap Alfred Hitchcock Drop top notch. Player hating, won't stop. Uh, this instant, rappers too persistent. Quick to spit, biggie name on sh- Make my name taste like eggs when you speak it. See me in the streets, your jewelry, you can keep it, that be all a little secret, see me. Uh, be that is, I that is, gee whiz, so up with uh-huh. my I hope they know my news, gotta fuck, kidnap kids, uh, I mean, they <clears throat> throw them over the bridge, that's how it is, my shit is laid out, what? <laughs> that be shit, that sh- is played out. Yeah. Y'all got the gold, all I make is...
0: You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Woleh. And our special guest, co-host, George, from the from the football, um, for, from Pro Football uh, Network. Also, I want to say this, you know what I mean, like, you know, what's beef? That's Biggie, that, that thing is a classic, and what's beefing right now, I mean, John, so far, John Wall and Bradley Bill, they're not really beefing, they're playing like a nice, chill game, I don't see no trash talking, both, both individuals are, are dropping buckets, so that's a good thing. But, uh. The game is going on. The Wizards are up 17 to 13. Um, Wall and Wall and Bill are doing their thing. This is Wall's first game against his former team. Hey, George, um, are you watching the game right now?
1: If I was If I was up in Northern Virginia, <laughs> I would be watching it 100%. I'm 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 a little bit cross at NBA TV because uh, they got yeah. they got Hawks Clippers instead, and I guess you know because of the lateness of the trade, they couldn't. They couldn't. They didn't think Wizards Rockets would be a big deal, but but that makes this Wall thing would be, and the whole business around it makes it a big deal. Huh, oh, I I'll tell you something. I felt I felt terrible when Wall got traded, but mm-hmm. I was I at least talked myself into the idea that Russell Westbrook could still could you know wreck house in the weaker Eastern Conference, and he's a guy that's kind of got one of the few guys that we've had that that's been around that's got a the kind of no BS, I don't give a bleep attitude mm-hmm. that Washington doesn't have a lot of. But man, this trade's been a disaster. <laughs>
0: well, I'll give credit when credit's due, right? right now, John Wall has seven points. Bradley Bill has nine. So they, you know they look like they're going back and forth. Um, but a very competitive, a very competitive game. Uh, the Wizards are now Wizards are now up nineteen to thirteen. Yeah, um, it's I'm with I'm at this I'm with this, this the trade. It's like like I. I believe in Russ and Russ in this aspect, I think Russ to me is just he still i still has ability. I think a lot of people feel like Russ is done. He still has ability. It's just that Russ has just lost confidence, and you can tell from a hooper or any athlete when they lose confidence because you see them hesitate right, like we've seen that with quarterbacks mm-hmm. like when a quarterback doesn't believe that he we may see like this is not this is not Brady by any stretch stretch, but I'll use Brady as an example if Brady is used to making this particular throw all the time, but then we now we see him hesitate. On you know in the pocket like not letting that thing not letting that thing loose then we know all right he doesn't believe in what he's doing or he doesn't believe in what he's seeing right that's the same thing in the Russ situation Russ is hesitating on jumpers he's hesitating on making decisive moves to the basket and not, that tells me that he's just not he's just not confident and he has it to, and I've said this before and people were like nah he's still giving he's still getting numbers I'm like N- numbers are numbers but you can tell when a hooper is confident. And Russ was and Russ isn't confident. He wasn't confident last year, and he isn't confident this year. So knowing that John Wall and the person John Wall, the player John Wall is, John Wall believes in his skill set. John Wall believes that when he steps on the court, you can take both Achilles out, and he still feels like he's the best point guard on the floor. He still feels like he's the best player on the floor. That's who that's what John that's who John Wall is. So when you when they traded that individual for a guy that to me that has like waned on confidence, then I'm like, you're not really winning this deal. And then when you throw in, I don't care if it's a protected pick or whatever. Then when you throw in a first round pick, protected or not, you're giving them way too much for 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 uh for John Wall Westbrook deal. Like you're giving them way too much. I
1: I, I know Ray. I know when Ray hears this, he's gonna laugh <laughs> because, of, because of all the stuff he said. But uh, he's been an oracle on this, and and here's the thing I don't understand because everything you said is about Russell Westbrook's absolutely right. So how is it that with the coach that supposedly was his favorite coach or the coach that got the most out of him or whatever, Scott Brooks, that he can be like this, that he can be out here on the floor struggling and not having any confidence? I, I don't under that's the thing I don't understand. Mm. And and of course you know. The old bugaboo, which is this terrible, this team that's unable to defend. You know, they kind of fooled us in that first game of the season for three quarters, looking because they actually played some defense. And then after that, it just went—it's been no good ever since. I, I'm just—I'm at a loss here, and I'm—and—and and I know the COVID thing has probably screwed up the timeline for this, but I'm wondering how long can Brooks hang on? Because they made this trade thinking they could compete for the playoffs, right? And right now they look yeah. like a team that's going to be competing for a top four pick in the, in the lottery. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Houston, Houston's actually a half decent team with John Wall's on the floor, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like Houston is definitely just like with the Wizards. They're trying to get over like, like COVID situations and injuries and whatnot. Um, so trying to, you know, kind to get, trying to get a, a rhythm and also the James Harden situation. They're still trying to get, get over that too as well. Um, But, they're but they're playing decent basketball. The Wizards, we all know, just watching this Wizards team. Like when I mean, they're up and down. Like we've seen that throughout this whole season so far. This season that they're up and down. Um, but to your back to your initial point about you know Russell Russell West, I mean Russell Westbrook and and Scott Brooks. I've always said like Scott Brooks to me isn't like he gets a lot of credit for the player for player development. He gets a lot of credit, but at the end, of, like I'll give him credit with Russ because I felt like watching Russ from UCLA and to what he and what he's become in the NBA. He's like you wouldn't believe it. Like you, you knew he was a defensive player coming out of college, but he made him it's, like he turned into a solid. I mean, like one of the best players in basketball. You know, in, in that in that run where he was Mister Triple Double MVP or whatnot. Um, but. I don't think I don't look at Scott Brooks as the guy that can teach this, this Russell Westbrook anyway. Because to me, this Scott Brooks has been has been overrated in terms of what yeah. he's done with players. Overrated, like in terms of how he he can work with young players. Anytime I hear about Scott Brooks and young players, I'm like, bruh, you had Kevin Durant, you had James Harden. These are these are already bucket getters. Like if you watch James Harden was the lead, one of the leading scorers in college basketball when he was in Arizona State, Kevin Durant. Self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, what Westbrook? I'll give you. You didn't really do that much with Jeff Green when you had Jeff Green. Jeff Green was basically the same dude in Georgetown when he came to OKC. Nothing, nothing really changed with his game. Um, so, what did you really? Who did you really make better? So, when when everybody's talking about well, Russ is coming here with Scott Brooks, I'm like, eh. I mean, Russ is already at a particular point and level of his game. Scott Brooks ain't gonna really change that. You know what I mean? So, and he hasn't, and we've seen that right now.
3: And
1: and to me, we got to ask the question: Does Russell is Russell Westbrook one of these guys that when he knows he's on a team that's not any good, then mentally he's kind of somewhere else, he's checking out?
4: Because uh, yeah, th- there's
1: been a few times that I have watched a few games this mm-hmm. year where that thoughts crossed my mm-hmm. mind, and that's that's a really disturbing thought if that's the case that that's, that that's where he's at. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't um, say that. I wouldn't say that though, George. I do think that Russ to me, I will give Russ plays hard, like he does play hard. It's just that when a player it's not checking out but when a player is just like just he feels like he can't do anything right you're not going to get the mm-hmm. same place it it goes to confidence you're not going to get the same place you're not you're not comfortable in in your movements you know what i'm saying like and when you believe in yeah, what you absolutely. can do when you believe in what you can do like nothing can stop you like you're going 100 miles per hour because you're not thinking like you know i'm going to get to this spot and this person is not going to stop me and you can tell now now when Russ goes to a particular spot it's like am I doing the right thing am I making this right can I make this shot like can I take this pull up am I going too far like should I pass it you know he's thinking every he's just thinking and then that's the thing he needs to stop thinking he needs to start playing uh because when you look at this trade between wall and and, and Russ you know, to me and I, I'm not speaking and I've been deemed a wall supporter but I'm just keeping it 100 like the Wizards lost this trade because you, John Wall yeah. won, went on the floor, and both players have missed time. Went on the floor has been better than Russ. You, if you watch games, you can watch. You don't have to look at points. You can tell that John has been better than Russ as a point guard. He's been better than Russ. And then secondly, um, you gave up. Like I mentioned before, I don't care if it's protected or whatever, and or whatever stipulations you want to put on it. The Wizards aren't a great team, so there's an opportunity. Any, any which way that, that they'll get a first rounder one it was one way or the other and when they get a first rounder you lost that deal like that's a bad deal to trade like yeah. they're not that much different for you to throw in a first rounder you know what I'm saying
1: yeah and and not that this is not that this is a, a a metric of how good or bad a deal is I remember when you were talking about it last week and I and I was and I think I I either tweeted it or said it on Facebook I said one thing about the Rockets is they may not end up being a playoff team or whatever, but their fans are having a lot more fun watching them mm. than we are watching the movies right now. True, You can at least with the Depot and wall, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get two guys. that are going to fight like hell every night. And Christian Wood is like found money. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you, you put your hand in your pocket and you found a $50 bill. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's at least the start of something. I'm sitting here looking at this wizard's team and and I'm looking at Westbrook and I'm looking at Bradley Beal, and, and I'm wondering where this team is going. What is what are we? I mean, and of course you know Hatchemur has been has been really good. He's been better than what, what I thought since they since they since they drafted him. I, I'll give Tommy Shepherd Shepherd a thumbs up on that. But what are we building here and where are we going? They don't they look like a franchise that has very little direction, which is a pretty terrible indictment on on everybody in charge at that with that with that
3: group.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So, pose the question. Um, so far, who do you think is winning? This, win, who's winning the trade between Russ and John Wall on Twitter? Uh, my man, King of DC Sports, that number not, number nineteen pick and twenty and twenty. I'm so oops, that's the wrong one. So, oops, excuse me, wrong one. Uh, actually, he did. He tweeted. This is about Washington, the Washington Football Team. He did, I'll, I'll read this anyway while I'm here about the Washington Football Team and Stafford. He tweet. He tweeted. No nineteenth pick and a twenty sorry number number nineteenth pick and a twenty twenty two third rounder, but the market might go up depending on how many teams are in the in for for the Stafford Sweetstakes. You want do you want to talk about that, George, real quick before I go to another John Wall? Ugh, I mean it? that's
1: I, I don't think he's I don't think he's far off on the price. Oh okay. And, and it's just, that's that is that is a heavy price to pay plus a four you know a five or a five-year deal or some sort of a contract extension that takes that contract to say 2025 at say 30 million per or 32 million per or whatever it's going to be you know i think i think he's not far off mm. and it, and again if, if I, I i could see a lot of washington fans wanting to swallow that <laughs> I, I don't think i'm in i really don't think i'm in that group right now
0: all right so i'm in a, i'm in on facebook uh my man uh quitting hamilton said this is a, this is about wall bill he said i mean wall and uh, wall and the wiz- wall and the rockets and uh, for the wiz for russ and the russ and the wizards that trade uh he said h-town quentin hamilton said h-town uh my man michael port now P- point port uh noise see- said seems like a wizard seems like a wash uh yo Jamo uh said the rockets better better record but by Harden um, and Michael Buckley said only good thing Russ has done well is provide ho- housing for DC homeless with a million bricks he has put up. Give me back wall, please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's not. Oh God, that, that hurts, but he's not far off the truth
3: there. Oh, either. Man. <laughs> People <laughs> are
0: cruel, man. People are cruel, man. Give Russ a chance, folks, man. Hopefully, you know, he, he starts to play better. All right, bro. Brady and Mahomes will meet in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about how these individuals got there after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports saying, for Aegis, you dig deuces. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty
2: inside my DNA. a peace, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this, see, Mackey. I transform like this, perform like this What shouts she a new weapon I don't contemplate, I meditate Then off your, off your pet. This that puts the kiss to bed This that I got, I got, I got, I got Realness I just killed sh- cause it's in my win again, then win again, like Wimbledon, I serve, yeah, that's him again, the sound the engine in is like a bird, you see fireworks, it caught tires tire skirt, the boulevard, I know how you work, I know just who you are, See, use it, use it, use it, yo, I'm on Charlie
0: You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, and our special guest, George from the Pro Football Network. So I'm patching George back in right now. And you and you and you all know we part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. So make sure you check check us out at sports sportsjourney, sportsjourney.com. Alright. So on on championship Sunday. The great Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers 31 to 26 to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. George, your thoughts on the game.
1: I have, to, I, I've been hating on Brady all year. I won't <laughs> lie, but I've got to get, I, I've got to hand it to Tampa. I didn't think they had a snowball's chance in hell winning that game up there. Yeah, me either. Uh, Rogers is, Rodgers' legacy taken a major hit.
0: It has
3: man to, to this week, mm-hmm.
1: and 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 Tom Brady again, not a great performance, but you know that that team that team just uh, Bruce Arians. What a, I mean, I I remember y'all talking about him last week and what a good coach he is, mm-hmm. and he really, he, I mean, he's he's a, he's definitely underrated Very. With, the, with the things he's done in the Very. league, and gosh, I just I couldn't believe watching that. I couldn't believe watching that, that A, they were able to overcome all those Brady interceptions, mm-hmm. and that B, that, that, that Aaron Jones going out hurt that offense mm. as badly as it is. Although part of me thinks that if A.J. Dillon had got the ball a little bit more, that game could have ended up different. Because I am an A.J. Dillon fan. I think he's going to be a great running back. Mm. But Tom Brady, 10 Super Bowls in 21 years, mm. that, is, that is ludicrous. No. That is that is Unbelievable.
0: I agree. And that's the thing. It's crazy because I'm like you. Right. This is my issue with like the quarterbacks in general. Like they get way too much credit. Um, we talk about this goat thing and goat status. And, and like you just said, he threw three interceptions. Right. So he throw if he throws three interceptions mm-hmm. and they lose, then it's a bad game. Right. Or am I Am I? I yeah. right? It's a bad game. It's not a good game. But when you throw three interceptions in a win. Now you're getting all the credit. You know what I'm saying? And that's where like, that's my issue with how we critique the quarterback position when we say like oh man like there's tom brady did it again against the against the um the saints he played he didn't play good against the saints that was bad quarterback play by both quarterbacks but their defense helped them get to the nfc championship game and but we give we give brady all the credit again i to me brady has submitted himself as the goat i'm not of quarterbacks i'm not going to argue that because i feel like he got to super bowl it is what it is he the dude's a winner like that's what he does he wins and, but at the same time, it's like, did they win because of Brady? Because that's when we're talking. That's the narrative, right? That's where we're hearing. It makes it seem like they no, won they, because they of Brady. They in spite of him. Yes. They, they
1: won in spite of him. Yes. No question
0: exactly. about that. So, So that's my thing. It's like, all right, So, so the argument shouldn't be the, the, it shouldn't be like Brady got this team. Brady helped help get get this team to Super Bowl, get to the Super Bowl, because it was a team effort. Like you just said, Bruce Arians, great job coaching. That defense came up big in the postseason. How many key turnovers did they get in the postseason? We saw it against the Washington Football Team. We saw it against the the Saints and how they dominated Drew Brees. And then we saw it we saw it uh, on Sunday against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This Packers team was scoring thirty easy against everybody, easy. We're scoring yep. thirty, and then and you can say they played, they scored thirty against the um the against the Rams, and the Rams have one of the, one of the better defenses in all of football. And then this and this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, they just said, they just said, uh uh we ain't having that over here, and they shut that down. So I'm just saying like we got to start when we give when we talk about what we saw Sunday. Yeah, Brady got to a tenth straight ten Super Bowl, which is amazing, goat status. But let's give credit when credit is due. Like that defense was. Was balling.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, J- Jason Pierre-Paul and Domantas and you think about where they are in their careers. They rolled back the hands of time because mm. that is that Jason Pierre-Paul that I Man. saw last Sunday. That was that was the New York Giants' holy terror. Agreed. Cup being being in the backfield all the time. Mm-hmm. That that was in Domantas when he was at the peak of his powers in Detroit, yes. and to me, he was the best he was absolutely 100% the best defensive player in football for a couple of years. And, and what's the only thing I, as as much as I believe the chiefs are going to win, there's one thing that scares the Dickens out of me. And it's that front four. Mm. And now the chiefs left tackle is out, is out with an Achilles injury. Uh, Cause that front four they're going to get in patrick mahomes face yeah they no two, two ways about it he's going to feel them yes and he's going to have to handle that and we'll see how that goes
0: yeah i just think that, to your point like that front floor was amazing and they got the they got the young kid back um uh ah, what's his name he played in the game i can't i can't think of his name uh who played who plays oh, Vita yeah Vita veda back you uh, can't run on him. Yeah, you can't run if on him. If he's Vita. in the game, you can't run. You exactly. forget running the football. Thank you. So you got Vita Vea and a team of him with Sue. Yeah, going down – and I don't want to go into the Super Bowl, but you're right, going down down the road with those two dudes in the middle and seeing the way how Paul is – how Pierre Paul is playing, yeah, that's a serious – that's a problem, man. It's going to be a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Like, so, again, it's not just Brady. But don't get, don't get it twisted. Brady made some big throws. I'm not – that like the the touchdown to Scotty Miller before the draft before the before the um the half ended uh was 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 big you know what I'm saying so I'm not taking anything away from Brady but I feel like at times because we want to paint this narrative about Tom Brady that we we put too much into into him while while we forget that it's a team football is a team sport and yes a, a Sunday showed you what what it was man like it wasn't t- tom brady carrying his team to a w like we've we've seen playoff performances by tom brady where he's carried a team to a w we've seen it so it's not like he hasn't done it before but this hasn't been that type of playoff run probably other than like washington play, he had a bunch of big plays so i can give him that but the saints and this game here i mean the game against the packers that's not an example of a tom brady led led performance you know what i'm saying key performance it's it, oh it, this got wasn't got the one.
1: leonard fournette Leonard Fournette yeah. and Ronald Jones against the Saints, 125 mm-hmm. yards combined mm-hmm. on the ground. And and you know, Leonard Fournette was getting pilloried by oh everybody. God. But man in the playoffs, I guess he likes the playoffs because when Leonard Fournette plays in the playoffs, he usually produces and oh, he man. and he, him and Ronald Jones, that's a pretty t- that's a pretty good tandem.
0: Yes. Yes, sir. I I, I want that. I I want Leonard Jones in D.C. I mean, not Leonard, uh, Leonard Fournette in D.C. I do. I've said that already. I want Leonard Fournette in D.C. I said that before when he was out in the market. I want anybody that can replace Peyton Barber. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's a real back. That's a real running back. That is a real running back. I want people to understand that. You saw that spin move. That is a real running back. All right. It's not a wide receiver playing running back. That is a legit running back. (laughs) I want folks to understand that. All right, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Buffalo Bills 38-24, and they will be re- representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, thoughts on that game, my man, George?
1: A lot of uh, – it was so funny. We were talking about it on the podcast last week. So much money was coming in on the Bills that that line didn't move, which shocked us all because it's like, well, Mahomes is not hurt. You know, he's not got the concussion. He beat the protocol. People worried about his turf toe. You know the Chiefs; they hadn't been impressive the last two months. Man, they—it's just they flicked the switch last week, mm. and I mean Buffalo was easily the second best team in that conference yes. by a long way, and they just—they just brushed them aside like it was nothing. Yes, and that's—that's that's the thing about Kansas City, and that's the thing about Mahomes that, that it just took me a while to understand is that it feels like he's always going to make one more play to beat you. Facts, no matter. How good you are and how well you play, if he can make one more play to beat you, he's gonna do it. And that's that's a testament to him. That's a testament to Andy Reid and his coaching. And you know, we're watching we're watching the blossoming of of the of the face of, of the face, not just the face of the NFL, but I think a player that could that could change sort of the, the, the foot culture around football with the way he plays and the no look pass and the left handed pass, mm-hmm. all these other things, he could he's going to be imitated by young kids who want to play quarterback all over the country for the next, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 years, if he plays that long. Mm-hmm. So do you think he's the, is he the next Tom
0: Brady of the AFC? Like you got to go through him.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, the funny thing is when I saw you, when you, I saw you post that question. I, I actually talked with one of my other friends about this mm-hmm. and it was just, I was thinking it over. Cause I'm like, it's such an interesting question, but there's so many things around Patrick Mahomes have nothing to do with him that could affect that. Yeah. Andy Reid, 62. Mm. He's not going to coach Patrick Mahomes his whole career. Fact. He's going to, unless he's going to coach to his eighties, which he's not going to do, he's going to have a different coach. You know, is that Eric the enemy possibly, if he doesn't get a head coaching job this mm. year, it could be. And maybe that'll be great, you know, but eventually if he's going to do what Tom Brady did and take less money. So, to, so to keep, you know, better talent around him, because that's, that's big, one of the biggest reasons Brady's got the 10 Super Bowls is that he in New England, he'd always, ta- he'd always take that money and convert it into signing bonus and give them cap space so they could get players, mm-hmm. whether it was trade or draft or whatever. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be willing to do that? I think he's I, – I could see him doing it, but it's, it, the question is this. The central question is this. you got got Brady's 21 years. He's been at 10 Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Is Patrick Mahomes going to play 17 years at eight Super Bowls? Because if he does that – that's comparable to Brady. I think it's possible. Because if it wasn't for D. Ford's silly self, jumping off, lined up all oh, sides, you're right. this would be Super Bowl number three you're in right. a row. You're right. I forgot about that play. You're right. He could have three this bowls already. Interception Interception. game over. Chiefs are going to Super Bowl. Oh, wait. D. Ford, who I've referred to on many occasions as a fish-eyed fool, lined up <laughs> offside. And they and or, or we be talking about three Super Bowls in a row. That is a so very good point. I, <laughs> I just I really think I think it's po- I absolutely think it's possible. I think, Lord willing, he doesn't get hurt have any terrible injuries, and he can be as durable as he's been so far. But it's like eight eight Super Bowls in seventeen years. Yeah, I I think he can do that. I mm. I think he could be Tom Brady. The 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 one problem he's got that Tom didn't have. It seems like every good quarterback's ending up in the AFC. So he's got Allen to worry about. He's got Justin Herbert to worry about. He may still have Deshaun Watson to worry about, depending yeah. on where he goes. There'd be a lot. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Joe AFC. Burrow, got Tua, Joe Burrow,
0: Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I just, I mean. The sledding is going to be a lot tougher in the AFC for him than it was for Tom
0: Brady. Trevor Lawrence, too? Soon Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's right. In Jacksonville. That's right. I Mm -hmm. totally forgot. Mm -hmm. So it's like – so I mean, because Brady had the – Brady had it easy in the NFC in the AFC East and mm-hmm. had those one and two seeds and those bye weeks a lot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot tougher for Patrick Mahomes because you got to be the number one seed to get a bye week and he's going to be in a division that's got good quarterbacks in it.
0: Definitely. That's a very good point. So I'll post a question on our Facebook group, the Urban Sporting Facebook group. Um, is Mahomes the new Brady? Um, and uh, my man Darian Williams, uh, Darian Williams, uh, Post it. I'll call you after he gets hit to his fifth championship game, even though I'll, I'll still wait on that judgment. No, even then, I'll still wait on that judgment. Man, he's already at two, Darian. He's already at two. Like in, a, like my man George, said, been, it could be three. He's about to get number two very young. So he almost there in terms of winning championships if the way Kansas City is playing. And like George said, George, you had a valid point that we don't know because... Is how long is Andy Reid's gonna gonna be there? And you know, well, if if he's gone, will Eric Bieniemy be the coach? Then if you if Eric Bien-Aimé's the coach, then he has a better chance of, you know, may, maybe being able to to reach Brady status.
1: I I again, if anybody could do it, it's this it's this young man. I mean, the the, the grounding he's had, being the son of a professional, being in professional locker rooms all his life, and then having Andy Reid and sitting behind Alex Smith for a year to learn from him. Mm-hmm. He, no, there's never been a better preparation for a quarterback that I can think of. And and, he, and I'll tell you something, for somebody that signed up, you know, one of the richest contracts in the history of professional sports, it doesn't seem to have changed him one, one iota. And that's a great sign, I think, if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, that, that he's, not, he's not not ahead of himself. Yeah, he's doing commercials and all that, but he's, he's all about business when it's still on the football field.
0: I'm gonna read this one post before we, before we go to break. My man Raymond. I'm gonna read two posts before before we go to break. My man Raymond. Uh, got the Uh, the second. Uh, posted. Tom. Tom Brady and and history are his only competition at this point. My man Keith posted. Relax. LOL. But that. I mean. Uh, but to bat Casey. I believe you have to build your defense with speed on the back end and 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 the middle and up uh, front. You can mix it. Mahomes and Hill are too elusive and fast, and maybe plays three to four. um yeah I think I, again, I, like 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 uh, George said, I think he has a great chance to do it. Um, this team, so far, people are trying to copy the blueprint of what Kansas City's doing, so if they continue to, to to add speed, and Mahomes continues to get better because he is getting better. Um, and if Andy Reid can give him like three more years and they can ch- kind of go with the B, the B enemy route or somebody on that staff, I think Patrick Mahomes has a opportunity to get close to Tom Brady. If not past, definitely get close. All right. Today is the day that Kobe Bryant left us all. We, we gonna get real Mamba in here, man. We gonna get real Mamba tonight. So make, make sure you listen in. We'll talk about the great Kobe Bryant after the break. You're listening to the urban sports Saint for ages. You dig? deuces.
4: Touch to the mother, i down for my hip, touch the mother, down for my head. the mother Undo- I ride for my I for my the mother hit, touch the mother, down for my what the mother, my for my I die for my hitters. Man, touch the man. I'm down with no limit. I ride for the calls on the souls, only with the big big And if anybody messes with Snoop Doggy Dogg, I'm going to make his people, put his name on the wall. And everywhere I go, I got Mr. Magic Death. because I know that boy don't care. He'll have that red stuff pouring out your head, Left any given time, left any, anywhere. bleed. complete the motto that I live by. If you mess with me, it's a must.
0: You got them haters might run, but the haters can't hide. It's like shooting yourself. It's a suicide exhale. Got to be hitting hard like dirt, boys in the nose. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself Olay Ray Jeezy, and Will T are out. But don't be worried, don't be scared. Got my I got my homie co-host, special co-host, man. Special special co-host, George from the from Pro Football Network. You know, he on and he he's definitely he's lit and he's got things popping. And make sure you um uh, make sure you check us out also at Sports Journey Sports com, Um where you know we are part of sports journey so make sure you check us out on that particular website. All right, last year um on this day man, uh, basketball great Kobe Bryant, his daughter and seven other seven others died in a helicopter in a helicopter crash. Um when you heard the news the, heard the 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 preliminary news George, um what came to your mind?
1: Well, uh, I, I, you know what? This is this is the kind of memory it is. I can tell you exactly where I was, what I was doing, what time it was, the day, everything. I had literally just finished recording a podcast for Pro Football Network, mm. and I went out to get a late lunch, and I heard this, and I'm like, man, I'm glad I finished that thing today because I would not have felt like doing anything after that. I was just, I was kind of in a daze. Mm. I was at the, I was at the grocery store getting a sub. Mm. When I heard the news, it was confirmed, and I, it was just devastating. As a basketball fan who watched his entire career like you did, and I and I was a Laker hater, so yeah. you know I I cheered against him playing it plenty, yeah. Yeah. and I and, and I never enjoyed anything more than the breakup between him and Shaq, and when they <laughs> lost to the Pistons, because I could laugh at both of them. <laughs> but he I I you couldn't help but appreciate the talent on the court. But I want to forget that for a moment because. The loss there pales in comparison to the the incalculable loss to the game going forward, not Mm -hmm. just to support for you know girls' basketball, women's basketball, and basketball in general. Kobe Bryant was going to be our foremost historian when it comes to basketball. Mm -hmm. So much of of basketball history, especially for for people in our age group, is the oral history. You want to hear the stories from the people that were there. Oh, you remember this guy when he did this? And and because Kobe Bryant was such a student of history and cared so much about the history of the game, he was going to be that guy. He was going to be our, the guy who was telling the stories to the young kids and to the, his grandchildren and great-grandchildren about, oh, I remember this guy. I and mean, he was so, so great and did this. And he was going to tell them all about the, the greats that came before him. And it's just from that aspect, that was what hurt me the most is that the loss to him. And the loss to basketball in the community, in terms of of him as a basketball historian, never mind everything else that he's done for the game, it's incalculable, and it was it was devastating. It was absolutely devastating a year ago. Yeah, man,
0: it's crazy because you know anybody who knows me, and I, I, I'm a, I grew up a Laker fan, and I just was it's crazy. Like I, I wasn't like big on Kobe Bryant, but it's just something. But I've always respected his greatness and his work ethic. You know what I mean? Like I've always respected it. Um and you know, I I would tell anybody like I may not you know certain things I didn't like about you know his bat what he did on the court is in terms of bat is um just in terms of how he how he viewed the game of basketball. But what I did love about you know the staying the mama mentality that that thing was real and, and to me is the work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I've always I've always said like the work ethic of Kobe Bryant was off the chain like. There are so many and I'm gonna say this, there are so many basketball players that jump high, great jump jumpers, um, can dribble, you know what I mean? But they're not they're not perfecting their craft twenty four seven. Like are they're not in competition with anybody else trying to say, you know what, that person doing this, so I'm gonna do this times ten. They take it for granted. Kobe didn't take that for granted, man. Like Kobe was in the gym working, like he ate, slept. He ate, drank, and slept basketball, and you can see it. And I used to always tell my brother, like we used to always rap about it, it was like, you know what, man? We can hate on Kobe all we wanted or whatever, but we was like, yo, there's one thing you can't deny about this brother, man. This dude worked, man. He works, like, like he worked hard, like, and you can see it in, like, he'll. You could tell like he worked on something in the offseason season and he would bring it in the game. You're like, "Damn, he got that to his game now." Like, this dude works. Like, people don't like people look at his jumper and I'm like, "He's always had a decent jumper, but what he took that jumper to the 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 level he took that jumper to, that's hard work." Like his post work, his footwork that, mm-hmm. that 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 wasn't natural. That that came with work. Like he that came over time. He was working with a lot. He called up Akeem Olajuwon, the center, and said, "Hey, Akeem, can I work with you? Because I'm trying to master some of these post moves and your footwork." He did that. Like players don't today, today in, in in today's game don't reach out to a an all time great in our era of basketball. Kobe does that. You know what I'm saying? He he uses Michael Jordan as a resource. Magic Johnson. These are he, these are. People that he felt like, you know what, I ain't, I'm ain't. i Kobe Bryant, but I'm not big and bad enough to to not, you know, ask the all-time greats, can they help me out? You know what I mean? Well, he went out, asked a player that may be a little bit of beneath him in terms of credibility, but that player may have something sweet to their game. Kobe would hit him up and like, hey, yo, can we work out together? I'm trying to add this to my game. So, like, Kobe was Kobe was a, a savage, man, like, in terms of what you want a basketball player to represent and what in terms of like working hard and to, to, to work to outwork the next person because he he knows that you know what somebody trying to take your spot 24-7 that's what Kobe was man and I, you got to appreciate that because because in today's basketball you got people who just are just looking at their their skill set alone and like you know what I'm good enough I'm good enough to to do whatever I don't need to work on my game Kobe is working Kobe is still still working. I like I use Vince Carter all the time as an example when I compare Kobe Bryant to anybody else. Vince Carter has way more God given ability than than Kobe Bryant, way more. But Kobe Bryant is better because because his his work ethic was more is way more is way more is way is way, is way more trail, way more way way more constant. And you could just see it. It, just, it is what it is. Like that's what made Kobe Bryant so great. And to your point too, um, George, I, I, I like what you said about. What hurts more about him not being a historical resource, you know what I'm saying? I felt like Kobe was becoming, like, more. And this is gonna sound corny, but it's more likable to so many people. Like he was becoming this, yeah. this, 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 this image of like, oh man, the great. Like you can put Kobe on anything, and everybody would want to see it. Like he's, but he was becoming this, like, this image larger than life type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like he was being more. He was more comfortable yeah. in the skin. You know what I mean? He wasn't always on edge. Now he was relaxed. He was kind of like, you can like, you know what? I dig this Kobe Bryant. And I felt like we've been cheated. We've been cheated, like, to not get that Kobe Bryant.
1: no uh, without question. And you know, the Ma the mama mentality thing just brought something back to me that I, I've gotta bring up. And it's that breakup that I mentioned with Shaq and and when they lost that finals. Kobe Bryant got the blame for that. Kobe Bryant was was getting the Lakers fans turned on him. Yeah, I did time. too. That was me. That was, angry. me. that was me. Angry. That was me. Oh, that was that was. I knew lots of them. I knew lots of them, and there wasn't many people taking Kobe Bryant's side in that. They were all on Shaq's side, and he had a he had a Lakers fan base that was not very happy with him, and he could have folded under that pressure with that mama mentality. He, he said to himself, and I'm convinced of this, I'm going to earn these people's love and respect back, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And whatever it took, of course, is championships, obviously. But he learned, he earned his place in Laker lore after being part of something that could have destroyed his legacy in Los Angeles. And, mm-hmm. and that is, I mean, you think about the things he's had to overcome, uh, in his early in his career and then that. And to be, to be, arguably the greatest Los Angeles Laker who ever played mm. yeah, on a franchise. that's had Elgin Baylor, George Mikan, Shaq, Magic, Worthy, you know, God, I mean, that, that is, that speaks to everything you said, but it speaks to that Mamba mentality and and just not have that example anymore to not mm. have him being there at his Academy, teaching people the game to not have him, you know, talking about these players and, and tweeting at them when they did something great and to see him on the sideline in the NBA finals, which we would have been seeing for the next 30 years. Yeah. Cheated doesn't even start to describe what's, what, what's what been taken from all of us. And and again, the basketball community will recover because we always do, but golly, it's when you, uh, as I, I'll go back to what I said at the start, when you know, when something happens, and you know exactly where you were and what you were doing, then it, then it had to have been pretty impactful and it's that one, uh, you know, Len Bias-Stein's another one, you know, those are things that stay with you. And, and I just, you know, I mean, I I can't imagine what, 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 what we, what all the things we're going to miss out on because he's not here, and it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's It's as heartbreaking now as it was a year ago.
0: Sure, it definitely is. Well, this has been a great show, George. I'm glad you, you know, glad you were able to jump on the show with us, my man. Hey, George, before we stop, the show, Before we end this show, George, I, let our listeners know how you can catch you on social media, man. This is, this has been epic, man.
1: I am. Go- you can follow me on Twitter at temp rat. Uh, ProFootballNetwork.com. I've got one more podcast for them. It'll be next week. It'll drop next Thursday. It's against the spread. And also, since it's draft season for Washington fans, check out our Mock Draft Simulator. It's free. You can do trade. You can, you can figure out a way to move Washington up to get one of them quarterbacks if you want or move back or take whoever you want. Check that out. It's absolutely awesome. And Rams Rewind, there'll be a new episode dropping tomorrow. That's going to be kind of a state of the VCU Rams. That's my new podcast adventure. That's on Podbean and Apple. Rate, review, and subscribe. And and Wole, thank you for having me on. It's been a blast.
0: Man, it's been great, man. And y'all, make sure y'all check out my man George. Also subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes tune in and google podcast search just search the urban sports scene also tweet us at urban sports scene and it's up on our urban sports scene facebook page and make sure you check out sports journey at sportsjourney.com for all your dmv sports content man i appreciate george for being on appreciate you all for listening you've been listening to the urban sports Scene for ages you dig deuces a mega lead us out big big homie mamba mentality represent folks Gracias.